Hey, welcome to Mondo and Friends. My name is Mondo Fresco. And now, fight fans inside the Hub Web Arena here in Los Angeles, California. We are set to go 10 rounds for the MF Mondo and Friends Championship of the World. This podcast is brought to you by Verizon 5G Built Right. Fighting out of the brown chair. She has no defeats. 21 and 0. Hailing from. Fighting out of. Representing East LA, California. She is the undefeated. Super bad Sanisa Estrada. Whoa. How was that? How many times did you practice that? <laughs> oh my gosh. That was really good. Thank that you. was better than most ring announcers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and that was actually my first time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Impressed. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm very happy. Very excited to have you here, Sanisa. Uh, I know uh, you have been killing it in the ring and outside of the ring. Uh, I want to take it back. I want to take it back. At, we, know, we know how amazing you are at, at what you do at your craft. I want to take it back to where you first initially were like, this is what I want to do with my life. This is what I want to do with my career. I want to do boxing. I want to do this for a living. So I know you were eight years old when you first, you know, fell in love with the sport. What was that moment, though? Oh, man. Okay. How much time you have? We got time. We got time. <laughs> so started boxing at the age of eight. Um, would watch boxing with my dad when I was five, six, seven years old. Um, and my very first memories of boxing were going over to his house on the weekends. My parents divorced around the time I was born. So, um, you know, the first memories of like hanging out with my dad and spending time with him was when I would go to his house on the weekends and watch boxing. So he would order the current pay-per-view fights that were on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would watch him eat pizza and just have a good time and, um, and enjoy the fights. But he was just, he's always been a huge boxing fan. Yeah. He used to box when he was a kid um, at Hallmark Youth Center in Boyle Heights, which is literally like right down the street. Yeah. Uh, my parents were uh, uh, raised in Boyle Heights and uh, grew up in the Aliso Village Projects and Hallmark Youth Center was right down the street. So he would go to Hallmark Youth Center and, um, and box, but he never took it very seriously. He went into gangs and drugs and, you know, boxing wasn't really anything that he like a hobby really, so it was just like a hobby he would go here and there yeah. show up to the gym um but he's just always been a huge boxing fan so we would watch boxing and he didn't really have the intentions of of like of watching making me watch boxing so that way i'll say dad i want to box like he was not trying to force it on me at all he just would put it on because he loved it and little did he know that i just fell in love with it from the moment i saw my first boxing match and wow. you know boxing wrestling you know monday night raw thursday night smackdown yeah, yeah, all that. Like, yeah. i have older brothers i'm the only girl so that's what i did you know yeah. watch wrestling watch boxing wrestled played baseball in the street you know skateboarded whatever all that stuff so um fighting was just something that i was just always into since i was a kid whether it was wrestling whether it was boxing and yeah. i remember asking him one day we were watching um I don't even remember which fight it was, but 
um, I noticed that all we were watching was men's boxing. So I yeah. said, dad, do girls box? And he said, yeah, they do. There's just not that many because at the time women's boxing was pretty much dead. It was like right after the era of Lucia Riker, Christy Martin, Layla yeah. Ali, those women. And then there was this huge decade, actually longer than a decade where you didn't see women's boxing on TV. You didn't really hear about it or anything. So I had no idea. And he said, yeah, you know, there's, there's women's boxing. There's just not that many of them. And I said, well, I want to box. And he was like, oh, okay, well, I'll take you to a gym tomorrow, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and six months went by and every day for those six months, I was begging him and telling him, dad, you told me you were going to take me to a gym. Like, when are you going to take me? And then finally, I think he just got so annoyed that he just said, all right, like, I'll take you to a gym. <laughs> so I remember he took me to Alhambra Boxing Gym, which isn't there anymore. And uh, I was waiting in the car. He walked in and he walked in and he told the coach, um, my daughter would like to box. She's eight years old. And the coach said, well, you know, we don't really train girls here. And, you know, she's too young right now. So maybe just bring her back when she's around 13 and we'll see. So my dad got in the car and told me what happened. And I started crying. Oh, man. <laughs> so he looked over at me. And then I guess, you know, he really realized, like, wow, she really wants to do this. So wow. I was like, all right, I'll take her to I'll take you to Holland Black Youth Center because you know, that's where I went when I was a kid. And I know they weren't, they won't turn down any kid no matter what. So we walked into the gym, met my first trainer, Ronnie Ravoda, And he looked at me and he said, all right, if you want to box, I'm going to treat you just like one of the boys. I've never trained a girl before, but I'll train you. I'll take a chance. Wow. And I said, all right, I'll do, I'll do whatever it takes. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll do anything. I just want to box. So started from that day and never stopped. That is such an amazing story and eight years old you're what like in the third grade at this point right that that's that's really kind of shocking for an eight-year-old to know what they want to do like Right. Before I was eight. Before I was eight, I knew it. Oh, before when I, you were when eight. When I was like, I don't know, I would say maybe five, six years old, when I first watched my first boxing match, I knew it was what I wanted to do. I even said to myself at that age, I'm going to become a world champion. Wow. I'm going to be signed by the biggest promoter in boxing one day, and I'm going to fight on TV. And people <laughs> are going to know who I am. And I didn't think I was crazy thinking that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. but everyone around me did. I'm sure. I mean, my mom thought I was insane till like maybe a year ago, <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know, it's just like, as like we were talking about before about yeah. changing your parents' mind and coming from, you know, be, being uh, Mexican. I just feel like it's just, it's just in, it's just part of like our, our culture and the way that we're raised is like our parents just know to work hard, work yeah. hard, the typical basic nine to five. Yep. So when they hear us talk about our dreams and our goals and, and these visions that we have that are beyond that, they don't really know how to react to it. So yep. um, I know in the beginning, my dad was kind of like skeptical about it. And uh, funny story. So he still didn't want me to box when I first started. So <laughs> I was training for maybe about a couple of weeks and he like, he tried to set me up so I can get beat up. And I won't, that way I'll, <laughs> that way I'll cry really? and I won't want to come back to the gym. So he told my coach, put her in the ring to spar with this boy. You know, hopefully he'll beat her up, make her cry. And she won't want to come back to the gym. So Retire, the retired like, at eight years old. Yeah, retired eight years old. The coach was like, all right, all right, man, if that's what you want. So they put me in there with the boy. I beat him up. I make him cry. 
he never comes back to the gym. So then my dad's plan just pretty much backfired on him. And then once that sparring session was over, he said to himself, wow, like, she's, she's got potential. Like, there's something special here. And then from that day forward, he continued to support me 100%. How long were you training or fighting up until a that few moment? Weeks. A few yeah. weeks. I, I was like, I didn't know what I was doing. I had no technique. I was just wailing punches. <laughs> I literally ran across the ring at him and just like started wailing on him. <laughs> I was just, I was just fighting. Like I just had that, I had that fighting heart in me. You know. What do you remember? What do you remember about like that particular moment, like being in the ring? I remember. I remember like, I believe it's like in the second round, he hit me with this body shot that took out the, took out my soul. I could not breathe and I was about to collapse on the floor, but I remember thinking to myself, okay, no, like stand up, stand up, don't fall, don't fall. And I just like held my stomach and I stopped. And once I got my breath back and my head together, I charged at him. I sprinted to the other side of the ring and just started pounding on him and then uh, ended up making him cry. And then sparring session was over. That is that's such a crazy story. Do you remember who your favorite boxer was then? Yeah, my favorite fighter growing up was uh, Roy Jones Jr. and Sugar Roy Ray Jones Leonard. Jr. Yeah, I remember going to the gym every day and trying to mimic Roy's moves. I would put my hands behind my back and do all these <laughs> crazy moves. My dad would yell at me and say, "Stop doing that." <laughs> my my pops would watch Julio Cesar Chavez religiously. His business, he has like a like a, a glazier, like a glass shop, and every newspaper that Chavez was on, like he would like cut it and then like <laughs> paste it on the wall. I don't know with what. It was just always on the wall, I glued it with something, and uh, there was always Chavez everywhere. Um, watched every fight. I fell in love with boxing because of of Chavez and my dad just being such a big fan. I learned the Mexican national anthem. Because of watching so many Julio wow. Cesar Chavez <laughs> so cool. song uh, uh, fights, Fight. that's how I learned the the anthem. And uh, yeah, it's it's such a it's such a beautiful sport, but it's also it's it's a it's a very challenging physical oh, sport. Yeah. Um, so I can I can see why also as a parent you're like, oh, I don't want my my daughter to to, to be in the ring like that. How long did it take you to convince your, your parents? Um, well, to convince my dad, I, I would believe it was after that sparring session. Yeah. Um, then he said to himself that he, he, he just clearly saw that there was something there and that I was capable of, of you know, being something special yeah. in the sport. And with my mom, oh, man, it's, it was such a, <laughs> such a journey, such a headache, such like... We've, we argued and fought like so many times just because she just didn't believe that I would accomplish all the things that I said I wanted to accomplish in boxing. And some. And some. And I, at the time, like being a, teen, being a kid, being a teenager, I didn't really understand where she was coming from. But now, being older, I, I, I totally get it. I totally get it because she would always see me just so hurt and so heartbroken from just trying to make it and just trying to accomplish all the things that I wanted to. And I know, of course, seeing your child hurting from something that they love so much is, is going to hurt you as well. So I, now I understand that. And I'm like, okay, you know, I wouldn't want to see my kids struggle like that either. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, there was so many times where she just told me, you know, maybe you should just 
go to school full time, go to college, you know, <laughs> do something, get, get, be a nurse or do something. Yep, yep. Do something my, my normal. Pops, my pops was like, uh, why don't you just work at a bank? Yeah. And, you know, a bank is a great job. Working at a bank is a great job. But I'm like, that's not what I want to do. You know, he wanted me to, to be suited and booted, you know, yeah. every every day. Like, why don't you just work at a bank? Like, all right, you don't want to be a doctor anymore. Like, just just wherever you, you can just wear a suit, like, just do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it's, I, I mean, I've told my story many times, but it, it took it took my pops a good like five years. My mom, my mom is, is was always supportive. Like my mom. If I sold, you know, uh, baseball cards, like she would be like, my my son is the best baseball card seller in the world, right? Um, she would be she would be pr- proud regardless. My dad took about five years of like hard work and and you know, I, I, as I mentioned to you yeah. in the in the past, like you know, once he met Vicente, he was like, <laughs> okay, mijo, está bien, you know, síguele, keep yeah. going, and uh, you know, I, I can. I can imagine how challenging it may be in, in, oh, actually, I, I can't imagine <laughs> how challenging it is in, in your, in your field. Like right. for <laughs> me to, to, I guess, make it in entertainment, it, it's very competitive in the radio business. It's very competitive in TV. It, it takes, you know, it takes a lot of work to, right. to, to practice your craft um to network to get that big break to it's just Mm -hmm. you know how how is it in 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 the boxing and in your field um to break through what what does that what does that take honestly it's so hard and i get asked that so many times by young girls and women and it's still so hard for me to answer that because all the struggles that i've gone through to get to where i am and to to break these doors down and these barriers down have been like just in so insane it's crazy it's been such a long journey and like there's been so many downs than there has been ups and yeah. I mean I feel like I I fully haven't even made it yet I'm just getting started yeah. and the, the only thing I can do is just keep trying to do the best that I can and be the best me so that way it makes it easier for young girls and young women to have to break through. So they don't have to go through the struggles that I went through. Yeah. Um, which I see that happening now when women's boxing for, for young girls in the amateurs, girls and women in the pros, it's, uh, it's, it's working, you know, it's, it's great to that. It's, it's just great to be someone that people that girls and women can look up to and say, you know, I'm, I'm doing this because of you. You inspired me, and well, you're inspiring <laughs> like all, like both, like all genders, and you know, all ages. It, you know, it, it's it's something that uh, I always say representation matters. You know, and and you are a, a prime example of that. Um, I've I've heard that there's people who cry when they meet you. <laughs> like, or, or, like, how does that feel? no one's ever cried when they met me they meet me they're just like oh oh, okay cool yeah all right you're mondo cool honestly it's it's the it's an insane feeling you know i i really don't know like i don't know whether to be happy or like sometimes it scares me (laughs) sometimes i'm like oh my gosh like why are you crying like don't cry like like i'm just i'm a person just like you like i don't i don't know it's but when i stop to think about it i'm like wow like I didn't have that growing up. I like I looked up to Roy Jones, Sugar Ray Leonard, you know, 
Oscar De La Hoya because he comes from the same yeah. place, the neighborhood that I come from. So that was very inspiring. But to have that female to look up to, it's it's huge because yeah. I didn't have that. So I can only imagine how much more inspired I would have been if I would have had a female who looks just like me, yeah. who's doing all the things that I want to do. That would be so inspiring. So, I mean, I get it. I, I, I never take for granted any person that I meet who cries when they meet me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Like, should I comfort you? Like, should I cry with you? <laughs> should, I, should we hug it out? Like, what, what, what do I do here? Uh, you mentioned uh, Oscar de la Hoya. Oscar also from, you know, East LA, the golden boy. Have you had conversations just about, like, back home with him and, and, and like, sharing journeys and, and things like that? Yeah, Oscar. Stories? Oh, he's so awesome to talk to. He's such a funny guy. I wish, I wish everyone could see, like, the side of him that's, like, not in the media and not, you know, on social media. Like, he's just, he's just such a fun, funny guy. And, uh, you know, the conversations that we have, it's just always fun, you know, talking about East L.A. and his stories of, you know, uh, him, his stories of growing up and yeah. different things like that. He's just, um, he, he's, he's awesome. And like the great thing about it is that he had once said that he'll never sign uh, any female fighters. And, yeah. you know, now. You're like, what's up now? now? What's up now? You know? <laughs> and now he's like totally on board and just so supportive of me. And it's just, it just feels so good. It's, it's, you know, it's a, a dream come true. When I was a kid, I wanted to be signed to Golden Boy promotion so badly one day and I knew it would happen. Wow. I knew I didn't know when, but I knew it would. <laughs> so that that's incredible. Uh when it comes to living out your your childhood dream, do you ever look back? Do you ever like have these moments where you're like, damn, like I'm really doing this? I do. Yeah. Lately I have been, you know, sometimes like you're, you're living it, you know, it's yeah. you. So sometimes you don't stop to think about that, but then, um, yeah, there's just so many times where lately I've been thinking like, man, like I remember the times where I was just so depressed and sad and I didn't even want to get out of bed. Yeah. I remember I was, I had been so depressed that I like, I, I lied to my mom and told her that, I didn't want to get out of bed or leave my room because I was sick. And <laughs> that, like, those moments right there really, yeah. How, how long do you think this was? Um, how, how long was that period like, of time? Like, how long ago? How long ago? I would say, like, maybe five years ago. Yeah. Four years ago, at you, least, yeah. You know what? Something that... I am very adamant about is is talking about mental health and, and talking about like the importance of, of breaking the stigma of like mental health therapy. I go through that still, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and I, I, I talk about it. I talk about it on social. I talk about it on, on the show all the time, um, right. you know, going through anxiety and, and being depressed, sometimes just waking up sad, like it happens, you know, and, uh, there's a lot of things that that I do. I mean, I I do I do mental health therapy. I do therapy once a week. Um, I I do a lot of like physical activities that really help me. And I talk to you know friends about yeah. I, I sh like 
I talk to fellow like peers who then share their stories. It's crazy. Like we like mm-hmm. a few years ago, <laughs> we weren't talking about it yeah. as much as we are now. You and know, I and, think- I, and 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 I, I appreciate you sharing that you would have you know those those type of moments what do you do to to take care of your mental health um yeah i think it's very important like you said so important like i i never talked about it i never would tell anybody and i think that's kind of um where people go wrong as well as they don't they don't share that they don't talk about it and i feel like as a fighter you you have to be tough you have to be mentally tough you can't really show when you're hurt and i i always that's the way i always felt you know i'm like no i can't i can't show that side of me like nobody will will understand or vulnerability yeah Yeah. and i feel like um a lot of times i would try to like my i feel like my dad wouldn't even really understand he's like oh you just gotta like you just have to pray you have to pray more pray more and i'm like oh like i have so much faith in god and so much belief in god and like i I pray all the time, but yes. like, and you, sometimes you feel like it's not working. Like, what am I doing wrong? Like, like it makes you even turn your back against God, which is how yeah. I felt so many times, unfortunately. And, um, but then I learned, you know, everything, like God has a plan for you, but everything is in his timing. And at the time it just wasn't my time, you know, yeah. it wasn't my time. It, God had a plan no matter what, and it was going to happen. It just wasn't going to happen when I was expecting it to. Um, and you know, now the way I deal with it is just talking to, talking to someone about it, Yeah, being able to, to share the way you feel with other people who are going through the same thing. And of course, keep praying, keep, keep believing in God and keep that faith and just keep, um, I feel like that, that helps so much more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I thank you for, for sharing that with us and it's, it's so important for for people like us to talk about it. We, I was raised in a household where, you know, especially as a as a as a Mexican American boy growing up, like los niños no lloran, boys don't cry, mm-hmm. right? Like you know, uh, no no llores, no chilles, which is like even worse. <laughs> um, and we're we're taught to be tough. We're taught to be strong it goes back to like how our parents and like their parents uh, were raised, right? Tough, tough, um, you know, resilient. And of course, like we are naturally tough and resilient, but we're also humans and we have to realize, I love how like our generation is, is, is breaking down those, Mm -hmm. those, those stigmas and, uh, because it's it's so important to see it, um, you know, on, on a daily basis. And like I was telling you, like, to have these conversations with a friend, like, guy mm-hmm. friends. Like, dudes don't talk about emotions. <laughs> like, exactly. we, we, like, what? That was never a thing. And now it's like, yeah, you know, man, I'm, you know, I'm going through this. Or, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. it, we were talking, like, I'm having, what's crazy to me is I'm having, like, lunches or dinners with peers. And I'm talking about, like therapy like oh yeah man you know talk to my therapist about this and uh, mm-hmm. it's like that's that is 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 such a step forward you know for yeah it is huge for, step. Uh, for us and, and i still and, feel uncomfortable talking about it like i really don't like to talk about it publicly because 
unless I'm like naturally talking about it like the way we are just now, but to to talk about mental health, I still feel uncomfortable with it because I don't yeah. want any sympathy. I don't want any anything like that from people. You know, nowadays, like every athlete coming out talking about mental mental health, it's like, oh, you know, poor them. You know, they they're uh, everyone just has this like sympathy for them, and I like I never. You know, I always feel like I don't want that, so I don't want to talk about it. You know, like, I don't need any sympathy. But, um, but yeah, it's a, it's so important. It is so important to to just be able to share that because a lot of people wouldn't think I go through anything. You know, it, it's easy to to just put a smile on your face and not, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's see, that's the thing. Like, people look at at you, people look at us, and and think, oh man, like what troubles could they have? Right. They have this, this, this and that. Like, mm-hmm. like life, how, how tough can life really be? Right. And, you know, that has nothing to do with with money or stature or success or anything like we're humans. You know, we, we have emotions and we have feelings and and we go through we get overwhelmed that we, we get stressed and there's work and family. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that, that happen yeah. uh, at the end of the day, especially being an athlete and being a fighter. Like, it's so difficult to like I was has so much going through so much depression like in the beginning of my career and middle of my career and I had to train that train with that every day step into the ring and fight like that like sometimes like now when I look back I think to myself how the hell did I even have a fight and win that fight with the way I was mentally yeah like I can't (laughs) I can't believe how I still was able to accomplish that yeah yeah it's insane um but yeah, you know, it, I, I, I still go through it, but it just, in the beginning of my career, it was probably like, and middle, I would say, it was, just, it was just the worst part of depression and worst part of my life, just trying to do what I can to get to where I am today. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, w- I would go through these moments where, I was having a really, really tough day and I had to jump on the radio and pretend like life is perfect. And it was, it was, it is my job to entertain people. So there's no like time for a cloud above me. You know, it was just like, all right, headphones on. Let's like have some (laughs) fun. Let's party. Like the reality of that was, it, it was tough. It makes it so much more difficult, right? Like, it's like, all right, you mm-hmm. got to you gotta do your job. And on top of that, you got to, like, have the weight of all this stuff on yeah. your shoulders. Um, but the fact that, you know, you've been able to, to persevere and, and, and still, you know, do amazing things. And, and the fact that you're able to talk about it and, and share these things, it's huge, 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 huge. And I, there's a lot of people that see you that are fans and get to hear you speak about these things and it's not you know any like you know it's it's not that people are going to feel bad it's it's that people are going to just you're human like you they're going to to relate more and and you're going to inspire more people like my mission for this show too is to inspire and motivate, but also push people to like take care of their mental health. You know, um, 
and physical health i mean do you see my six pack through through my shirt <laughs> yeah right so <laughs> 12 pack physical perfect. is important yeah. <laughs> uh what do you do to take care of your physical health i know you're training right now oh man yeah um i'm training uh six days a week right now so i'll be fighting in december for uh, another world title so Man. getting ready for that train about three hours a day yeah three hours hour, three hours a day is That's it day. is it every, like monday through monday sunday through, uh saturday so we, one day off one day off yeah that's my netflix day where i just just try chill. To stay in bed and chill yeah. <laughs> yeah how how is it as a boxer like your diet is it does it change when you're training to when you're not training for a fight um, my diet's not too bad, which thankful for. <laughs> so like, I, I usually just try to cut out sugar and too much bread yeah. and carbs. Yeah. So it's not too bad. What's your, what's your, uh, what's your cheat meal? Oh, my cheat meal pizza for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Shakey's pizza. Shakey's. Yeah. I tried the shakaroni the other day. What's that? I told the guy. <laughs> <laughs> <What is that? laughs> it's it's uh, Shaquille O'Neal's pepperoni pizza, the shakaroni. Where do this they have is, that? Uh, Papa John's. It was pretty Ooh, good. Oh, I love it's Papa good. John's. It's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, on it? Shout out to Shaq. Uh, feel free to like send some pizzas, Shaq, <laughs> over to Mondo and friends. Uh, I want to uh, touch on the fact that you are fighting before the the end of of the year what can you tell us about about that upcoming fight yeah i'll be fighting at the end of the year um don't know too much information yet as far as who i'm fighting but we're going for another world title i just want to fight you know world champions hopefully unification fights or rack up another world title so i'm excited you know what's crazy is that you're already training and you don't don't even have like an opponent <laughs> like that's great like that's awesome like the the amount of uh, of work and dedication right um got to stay ready got to stay ready no matter what and you know boxing is year-round which is crazy thing and i even after a fight i'll take a couple weeks off but get right back into the gym my trainer and dad always make sure that i'm in the gym even when i'm far away from my next fight just staying in the gym every day just to do something just to stay active and just to there's always something to improve on and i'm yeah. like just so competitive and just so like my mind's just like always racing with like how i can improve and how how i can be better so staying in the gym just working on certain things all the time is important for me as as a as a as a fighter as a boxer do you watch tape is that something that you do in the sport i do yeah i, yeah. I watch tape um i watch bits and pieces of certain fights of my opponents in like the beginning of training camp. And then I'm like, okay, I, I know, I know what I got to do. I know her strengths. I know her weaknesses. And I won't watch any of her fights throughout the whole camp just because mentally it just stresses me out so much and gives me so much anxiety because I overthink so much. Yeah. So what I do is I'll just leave it up to my trainer. I trusted him so much. He comes up with the game plan. He knows the strengths, the weaknesses. We work on that every day and trust them just like that do you after you you fight do you go back and watch your fight um sometimes i do sometimes yeah yeah sometimes yeah are, are, is it is it overwhelming is it like stressful to do you judge are you like oh. your toughest critic 
I am my toughest critic. That's why sometimes I don't even go back and watch any of my fights. Like I watch sparring sessions all through training camp. Um, That I do. And I I study it and I correct it. I correct whatever um, I might be doing wrong and improve it in the next sparring session and watch that one to make sure that our game plan is working exactly how we want it to. So you're undefeated. How does that feel? Is is it? <laughs> it must be like a lot of different emotions or feelings, uh, in the sense of like I'm sure it, it feels awesome, right? Yeah, it feels great. <laughs> is it, it? Is it? Is there a lot of pressure behind that? Are you kind of people ask me like, do you get nervous when when you do interviews, or do you get nervous when you're on stage? Do you get nervous when? And honestly, I've I've done it for such a, a long time that. Um, I've also, I also learned a trick that when, if I ever do feel nervous or some sort of like energy going around in my body, I sort of pivot that energy. I transfer that energy from, or trick my mind to thinking I'm not nervous, I'm excited, right? So I, if you were to ask me, do I get nervous? Like I, I, I don't. And I just feel sometimes I feel like energy, but I always like push it out as, as excited energy. Yeah. Uh, how do you go about it? I get it? so nervous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really? And then like the one question I hate that like everyone <laughs> asks is, are you excited for your fight? Are you excited? And I'm like, no, yeah. like people don't understand. Like I'm not excited <laughs> to go in there and fight for my life. Like <laughs> I'm nervous as hell, like super nervous. Yeah. Um, and I've had over 100 amateur fights, you know, that's incredible, by as the way. A pro, yeah, it's incredible, especially around during the time that I was coming up in the amateurs. It was difficult to get fights. So um, I still to this day get extremely nervous. I feel like every fight I get more and more nervous uh, instead <laughs> of it improving. Like I get extremely nervous to where like my hands are sweating. I'm just like pacing back and forth. And it's just it's all because I'm I'm just so competitive and I just want to make sure the nerves come from me just putting the pressure on myself to perform to my best abilities. Because if I don't, I'm going to just be so disappointed in myself. Like if I totally just lay an egg and I'm like, I didn't, how did I not do everything I was supposed to do? You know, yeah. so all that nervousness comes from me just wanting to perform at my best. Give me the, the point of view, the POV of walking into the ring what is it that the first thing that that you see or you you see the judges do you see your family you like what what do you see once you hit the do you see your opponent like what what do you see in that moment okay so man that's probably like the scariest thing ever (laughs) is just when you're in the dressing room and they tell you the commission comes in and say it's time to glove up you're like oh it's time to glove up like once you put these gloves on and they tie them and they tape them there's no going back (laughs) you're screwed you're going in that ring (laughs) so um that that's probably where like the nerves like really hit is when you're putting your gloves on they're taping them and then when you're standing outside of your dressing room cameras are on you and you hear this man or woman say all right time to walk and you're like oh it's time to walk. <laughs> Gloves are on. Time to walk down that hall and into the ring. And that's probably the most nerve-wracking thing I've ever experienced in my life. Like every that ring walk to the ring 
is terrifying. And uh, it's terrifying. And that's the moment where I just zone in, no matter how many people are screaming and yelling, um, you just, you don't hear or see any of it. You're just focused and locked in on your opponent across the ring. Get into that ring, and I'm just locked in on what I have to do to win the fight and just ready to go. Yeah. One of my favorite things about this show is how it humanizes people and public figures, athletes, actors, uh, musicians. Like, it's so cool because I would never think like certain situations like, you know, I would never think that you, you know, the gloves and you're like, all right, man. Oh, here we go. Like, I would never think that. Um, we've had, you know, soccer players and, uh, and DJs and actors and just so many people, you know, that have uh, been very uh, lucky to have on, on where you're sitting. And uh, it's so cool to just hear that, like to hear those things where it's like, man, they are human, right? Yeah. Like you, just, you, you, think, you don't think about that as a, as right. a fan, right. Of, of a sport or a show or, you know, yeah. X, Y, Z thing that, 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 that a person does, like you never think about it, you know? Um, you don't. It's, it's amazing. And to me, it's inspiring because I'm like, man, they go through these things while they're doing their craft and they still go out and kill it. Yeah. And- <laughs> You're, I'm terrified and I still go out and I do it, but that's like, it's that that's having courage being yeah. scared and being nervous and being <laughs> terrified for your life is and still being able to go in there and do what you do is is courage and um you know that that's one reason why like I'll I'll never understand why you know boxing media and media uh fans criticize fighters it's like man they go in there and they risk their lives man. they're they're, I'm sure, terrified doing it, you know. And once you get in there, though, and that bell rings, it's like all the nerves and, and everything is gone. It's insane how it works. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just locked in and yeah. you're Is there, is, as, a, as, a, as a fan, have you watched any, any fights recently that you're like, oh, that was, that was a good fight? Um, I would say the, the, the fight that just happened with Dante that Wilder Tyson and Tyson Fury. Fury. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. It was a really good fight. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Do you put yourself in, in their shoes sometimes? You're like, man, how did they, did they do all of that just now? Yeah, I was like, how do they keep getting up after getting dropped like that? Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome, though. I, I love to watch fights like that. Like, that's, that's like those old school type of fights, you know, yeah. where fighter might get dropped in one round comes back drops the fighter in the next round you know it's just back and forth action and you don't see fights like that really too much these days so it was great to see you know when it comes to women in sports i think women have have such a a a a passion and 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 fire like i like especially when it comes to to boxing, like women boxing, uh, it's it's a it's a sport that sometimes I think most times are better than like men fighting. Like women up go out yeah. there and just like 
go ham. <laughs> and I, I, you know, same thing. I could, I'm a big soccer fan. I think so, sometimes, like even in soccer, like just watching, you know, uh, women's soccer is is sometimes you there's there's it's just different. Like sometimes, obviously, women's sports don't get the credit they deserve. But man, like if you if people really get, give these sports a chance like they would see that there's a lot of 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 passion and fire uh you know grilling in there and especially when when it comes yeah. to when it comes to boxing right yeah there's a lot of talented women in 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 every sport and yeah in boxing like i feel like they have to just go out there and try to get that attention and win the fans over and win the people over yeah. because Women's sports is, you know, not where it should be, not where we want it to be, but it has been improving so much, yes. which is great. It's so great to see because, you know, um, I have nieces who play sports and just I, I hope that when they're in high school and in college and, and after college that they're able to play any sport they want and, and, and have that support, have that recognition, have that platform that I didn't have when I was coming up. So, you know, I'm trying my best to make yeah. that happen. For no, you're doing, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job at that. I was going to ask you, when you walk out, how do you pick your song? Like, how does that happen? Um, so when you, you can pick any song when you walk out. And um, I just have been sticking to Girl on Fire by Alicia Keys. Yeah, it's a... It's a it's a cool vibe for me. I feel like it's it's like a song uplifting. That, it's uplifting, and it's it's still like um like a motivating song, right? Yeah, and you can't go wrong with Alicia yeah, Keys. Yeah, I like it. So I think I'll be using that for a while. But um, it's funny because my trainer's like, oh, you're you better not walk out to any hip hop song, any rap song, um, like too sexy for this <laughs> yeah. shirt. Too sexy for these gloves. Too sexy for the, you know, So he's totally against that. He's like, if you ever like walk out to one of those songs, I am walking out. He's like, I'm staying in the hallway. Like, oh, you won't walk he's it like, out. I'll meet you in the ring after. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's not really my thing anyway. I feel like it's it's all about like it's it's what suits you and your personality. Yeah. You know, especially at, at that moment when you're walking out, it's got to be a, a vibe and something that is you. So. You've done a lot of things in, in your life, your career now. What is the most memorable, the first thing that comes to mind? Most memorable, I would say, um, winning my first world title this past March. Man, yeah. congrats. Thank you. Yeah, that was definitely was very, ah, I can't memorable. say it. Memorable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, man, that, like, that is obviously a dream come true. Yeah. Outside of boxing, what are, are some of your dreams, aspirations? Outside of boxing, um, I definitely want to get into um, broadcasting and commentating. Super cool. Yeah. And um, I just wrote a couple of children's books, so I want to get those published and get that out there. So That's amazing. Yeah. What can you tell us about about the children's books? So the children's books are just, um, just these ideals I have in my head. You know, my imagination. I just I've I've always loved writing since I was a kid. So um, I would just write these stories, and I never really um, did it 
with the thought of ever publishing them. I just did it because it's what I enjoyed. So the stories are very um, inspiring and uplifting to kids. So I'm excited to have everyone see that. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's really. Do you have Do you have a name for like the series of books or? Um, I don't yet. I don't yet, but I'm working on it. I think um, I would like to put out a series at once. So. Are you doing the illustration for it too? I'm not doing the illustration. <laughs> I figures. cannot draw. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I'm excited about it. Should be cool. That's awesome. That's a, so. Out of all the things that that you get to do, obviously, you know, you you give back. You love your community. Uh, what would you say is is that that number one thing for you um, when it comes to, to connecting with with your fans and, and the youth? Um, I would say just being able to go back to gyms in the, in the local area and, and talk to kids and inspire them. Um, inspire <laughs> them to just keep, keep believing in themselves and just keep working hard. And um, that's, that's definitely one thing that I enjoy doing is just talking to the youth about following their dreams and just believing in themselves and and having someone like me who's come from where they came from yeah being able to accomplish whatever they want in life that must be super intimidating to see you in the gym training and you know to be a fan and you're like like when when do i like go say hi or how, how can i <laughs> You're over there, you're over there like, pa pa pa. You're like, uh, maybe, I, maybe I should just hang out. I'm just going to kick back here for a little bit. Um, like, do you, do you see people eyeing you? Like, they want to say hi, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Happens all the time, yeah. And is, at that point, like, how, how, did, how does it usually work out? Usually I have to go up to them and say, like, hi. Like, hey, you, like, hi. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, I... When people, um, <laughs> when when I have that sort of interaction with with people like out and about, um, sometimes I'll I'll just say hi, and then they're like, hi, and th and then uh, they'll say, um, are you, um, what do, like what do you do? Though I like, and then I'm like, oh, I I do I do real estate. You do real estate? Oh. And I see like, they're like, damn, I thought you were this, this other dude. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm like, nah. And That's they're like, oh, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it was you. I love messing with people like that too. They're like, are you Sinisa? I'm like, no, who? Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. yeah, just to see their reaction. And then, or sometimes like when somebody will ask for a picture, hey, can I take a picture with you? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like I'm just kidding, of course. Yeah, yo, I would be like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> I'm not gonna question her. That is so so funny, man. Uh, what would you say is is the biggest misconception about Sinisa? Biggest misconception? Oh man, um, I don't know. I mean. That's a good question. I have no idea. How about about the sport about boxing? What's the biggest misconception about boxing? Um, biggest misconception about boxing is just um, 
I don't know, maybe that every fighter is like not very approachable, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone thinks like, oh man, like this person is uh, probably not in a good mood or this person's mean. Um, I don't know, maybe that's what some people might think about me. Yeah. And then when they meet me, they're like, oh my God, you're cool as yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true that's that's very very true uh you and i met at a soccer match at lafc uh when did you get into 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 football into into soccer um i've always enjoyed watching soccer yeah i think it's it's fun i always used to play fifa at the gym <laughs> with my teammates oh nice yeah we had like this fifa competition so um uh, yeah, I've always been very into soccer. And being there at LAFC is, like, in- insane. The vibe and everything. The fans are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm huge into, huge with baseball. I love baseball. Oh, nice. Baseball is definitely my favorite sport besides boxing. Did you grow up playing baseball? I grew up... Uh, Softball? Playing baseball, like, not um, in a league, but just street <laughs> with my yeah, friends yeah, and yeah, brothers. Yeah. Yeah, so baseball was always a huge part of our lives. Um, my brothers were very good at baseball. They played from T-ball all the way to their teen years. Um, and my mom worked at Dodger Stadium for like 12 years. So, wow. Um, yeah, baseball, Dodgers have been in oh, the family so you guys have since the I can remember. Yeah, we would go to like every home game. Yeah, so. That's cool. It's kind of nice to, to be a Dodger fan uh, as of late. Stressful. It's so stressful, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack watching a game one day. Yeah. <laughs> what what do you think sport does for for people? What do you, what does it do for you? As a fan and as an athlete. As a fan and as an athlete, I think sports just it's something that just can take your mind off of anything you're going through, I think in life or throughout the day. Yeah. Um, whether you're the athlete who's playing the sport or whether you're a, the fan that's watching the sport, I think, you know, people look forward to just taking their mind off of everything and just watching a good game, whether it's a football game, baseball game, or a basketball game, or a boxing match. I think that that's where people can really all come together at once and just relate. So I... <laughs> I... I have a, a boxing bag in my gym and I don't know what I'm doing with, with my hands at all, but I'm just like, you know, hitting, punching it with, with sometimes I'm just like doing a, <laughs> like a speed thing. And then, <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, you know, putting some power into it. But that to me is, is, is therapeutic, right? Um, as a professional athlete is, is, is it also therapeutic, but, or is it different because it's your job? No, therapeutic for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, going into the gym every day and working out is just something that, like I said, can just take your mind off of whatever you're going through at the moment. When you leave the gym, you might have it all back on your shoulders again, but <laughs> at least when you're in there, yeah. um, you know, as, as far as for me, like, it's it's just a relief of just everything what's your least favorite workout movement uh running i hate running yeah i hate but running too but i have too. to do it yeah so i do it but i just like i'm like in a bad mood when i'm doing it i'm like oh 
Let, let's let's start a like I hate running crew. I hate running crew, yeah. You know, <laughs> and we'll just run and all angry, <laughs> cussing and just. <laughs> that, I think we're onto something because there's so yeah. many running crews, but there's there's no I hate running crews. Right? Yeah, they're all like enjoying it while they're running. We can yeah. run and like hate it and just like talk. Yeah, I'm like time. driving by. I'm like, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> Yeah, yeah you know, just like eh. I don't know. Like, run, like running in place at at a stoplight. Like what? Right, what the right. hell? <laughs> what is that? I don't get it. I don't understand <laughs> how people can be so happy when they're running. Like I'm just so angry when I'm running. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> same. 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 But it's great conditioning wise, so I have to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you ever run? Like I, I don't know. Again. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a pro athlete. Uh, I know you can't really tell, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, but I'm fooled, not, believe it or not. Me. Are you sure? <laughs> but do you do you run like up in the mountains or anything like does that help with, with your breathing? Also I have asthma, so yeah, I'm I'm, oh, yeah. I'm all over the place. But yeah, do you do you go uh, run like up in the mountains? I I know like back in the day Oscar would like go run go to Big, Bear. Big Bear. Yeah. You know, I don't really know if that whole like mountain running works as far as conditioning wise, because I have trained did my running and conditioning, you know, up in the mountains and I feel just the same as if I'm training down here. Um, and there's a lot of fighters who have full training camps in high elevation places, but they step into the ring and they're tired after like the fourth round. So um, I don't know. I th- kind of think that's all mental really. Yeah. Um, but I do do a lot of sprints is what I do. A lot of explosive running Yeah. Um, more than running miles. I do run miles maybe like once a week, but besides that, it's just, an hour an hour and a half of just straight sprints different drills super cool uh do you have a a a place like a venue uh that you have enjoyed the most fighting at uh yeah i would say the forum i fought at the forum about four times and super cool yeah classic i'm glad i've had the chance to fight there all those times yeah yeah it's a very cool venue uh you did a. You were at the bank too recently. Yeah, Bank of California. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. It's a, it, that's like an outdoor venue. Outdoor venue. How, right. how is how is that to like box outdoors? Um, is it any different? Well, there's. I would say there's no different at night, but if you're fighting while the sun's still out, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of weird, because in a boxing event like the, it's like you're used to like one type of like lighting lighting and yeah. it's like the lighting is only in the ring but then when you're fighting in the daytime outside you can like see everybody in the crowd you can see the whole stadium which is kind of weird so i prefer fighting uh indoors now this next section of the program is sponsored by verizon 5g it's 5g built right from the network more people rely on 5g Ultra wideband is available in parts of select cities and 5G nationwide is available in 2,700 plus cities. Speaking of 5G, I want to talk a little bit about tech. Sanisa, what role would you say tech plays in your life today? Technology? Oh, man. (laughs) Um, I wish I didn't have to have a phone. (laughs) That would be awesome. But unfortunately, the time we live in, uh, we do. So, um, yeah, I have a hard time with technology still. Like, I don't really know how to do 
a lot of things on my phone. I usually just like text my friend or call her and say, hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? Yeah. She's like the tech whiz. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I think I have a hard time with like technology and the time that we're in with like social media and stuff because I feel like, I don't know, I'm just not very good at being comfortable with it and yeah. With, with tech or, or social media? Uh, both, yeah. Both, like, social media, I feel, is, <laughs> for me, it's, it's, it's part of my, my job. I think right. for all of us now, it's, yeah. it's part of our, our jobs, uh, is, is to be, you know, social, I was going to say social, social media active. Um, it, but it's also, it's also kind of, like, overwhelming to, like, post and, like, you got to be you know, stories and, and it, it, what would you say is, let's talk about like the, the, the negatives and, and, and the plus, right? Mm -hmm. Like what don't you enjoy about social media? Um, I don't, in, what I don't enjoy about social media is, um, uh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Perfect. All right, um, guys. That's, that's great. Our interview's done here. <laughs> you know what? No, I, I kind of, like, I, I, I feel you though. I feel you though. Yeah. Completely. I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like very uncomfortable. Like I've always been like, so like, um, of course, social media, I'm sure for a lot of people, it makes people feel very like insecure, very just like uncomfortable. And like, especially being a female, on social media and like being a female athlete and like I always like have to be careful with the type of things that I post type of brands that I work with um stuff like that is probably the most difficult part uh just because it's 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 easy to portray a certain image on Instagram and on social media that you know you don't really want to portray or don't really want to represent so just trying to still be myself yeah. is the most difficult thing. Yeah. For sure. What do you say is, is, is the plus? What do you like about social media? The plus is just being able to like self-promote yourself. Of course, it's yeah. huge for everybody. I think that's the best thing about it. Yeah. I, uh, I talked to um, a college students yesterday, and we're talking about social media. And... I was saying that social, especially for like, you know, the, the, the youth, like high school, you know, in college, social media is, is more so a, um, a distraction, right? I, I was telling them to use it less of a distraction and use it more as a tool because right. we here at Hubwave and with my career, I have been able to utilize social media uh, and just the internet um, and make a make a, a career out of it. Right? Like, I come from traditional media, which is like radio and television, um, and now with, with social, I get to do what I would do with TV and what I would do. And it's not that I didn't, I couldn't do or I can't do that stuff. I I prefer not to. I prefer. Mm -hmm to have my own like TV yeah. <laughs> radio station. Right. Um, and that's because we, we've been able to, to, to spin it and use it to our benefit. Right. Uh, and, and that's why I'm, I always, um, whenever I get to speak to like, you know, young people, um, 
fresh out of high school or college, it's like, hey, use that as a tool. You know, yeah. don't you just it's cool to see memes and like funny videos and things like that and share mm. with your friends. Um, but use it as a tool. That's it, true, it, yeah. it, it could I it mean could be you, a huge distract distraction, just like when like Facebook and Instagram was down the other day. Yeah. <laughs> People were going crazy. I was getting like text messages from like friends saying, Oh my god, Instagram's down. I was like, It is, I haven't been on it yet. Like <laughs> Yeah. Like I just woke up and I'm having coffee and I'm like eating breakfast and they're all freaking out because Instagram's <laughs> down. I'm like, Oh my god, you guys are crazy. Like <laughs> take yeah, a break I'm, from it for a bit. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I, I restarted my phone thinking it was like my <laughs> my yeah. service or something. My brother the night before, like at ten PM, he was like, Oh my god, what's wrong with my Instagram? Did someone hack it? Like, what's going on? Because it, it had started like that night before yeah so he was like i don't i don't know what's happening he's like let me log out and then log back in maybe like that'll work and i was like i don't know like i don't know what's going on yeah and then little did we know the next morning that like yeah. it was down for everybody so yeah i realized it wasn't my service because i have <laughs> verizon <laughs> that was good <laughs> what would you say you look forward to in in 2022 in 2022, I look forward to um, being undisputed world champion. Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah. At a, I have titles at three different weight divisions, so I just want to be undisputed at either one and or all three all eventually. Three. Yeah, so hopefully 2022 is a big year for me. Yeah. We've, or I've asked you a few things about about the experience of, of being a professional boxer, fighter. I want to know what's your favorite thing about it. My favorite thing about what I do yeah. is... And it could be like inside or outside of the ring. Um, besides waking up and being able to do what I love, I mean, and not having to like go work a regular job is definitely, of course, something I love about it. But besides yeah. that... Like the reason why I continue to just push so hard to accomplish everything that I want to is because I'm able to inspire people. Yeah. And that's exactly, that's exactly, that's exactly why I do it. It's, it makes it all worth it. It makes all the struggles worth it and everything that I've gone through to get to where I am today worth it. Just being able to inspire people. That's the best thing about it for sure. Yeah, no, that's definitely a beautiful thing. And, and definitely one of my my personal favorites too is, is just being able to to touch lives connect uh and 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 like i said earlier just representation like it matters you know and there are kids there are grown-ups looking at, at at what you're doing and and you're you know pushing them through the day like whether it's like oh you know i'm gonna go through a, a workout because you know she's working out or I'm, I'm going to go for my dreams because she she's doing it and she, you know, went for her dreams and is killing it. Um, what would you say is is your most favorite thing about being Mexican-American? My favorite thing about being Mexican-American besides being able to eat chilaquiles all the time, which are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, chilaquiles. My mom makes oh, some bomb man, chilaquiles. Really? Oh, dang. What's your address? <laughs> yeah, 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 come through. We're, so in, good. we're in Southgate. <laughs> um, I would say the best thing about it is just being able to 
step into the ring each time and, and represent our people, you know, How, just whether it's, whether it's, um, you know, not even, not only on Cinco de Mayo or Mexican Independence Day or Hispanic Heritage Month, um, boxing's year round. So when I'm in there, I'm representing our culture, our people, every single fight, you know, I, I'm showing that heart and that pride and that Mexican blood that we have. So that's definitely my favorite thing about it is just to be able to represent us every fight. That's amazing. And that's beautiful. Uh, before I, I let you go today, we have rapid fire with Senisa Estrada. Are you ready to go? Okay. Yeah. Do it. You're like, where are we going? Rapid fire. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite Latino food dish? Chilaquiles. Chilaquiles. For sure, for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Yeah, for breakfast with some eggs on top or lunch, dinner with some carne asada on top. Oh, man, yeah. Yep. And that turns into migas when you put eggs in it. It turns into what? Migas. Oh, that's right, yeah. Into what? Migas. You never heard of it? Into migas? Migas is... <laughs> So, so migas is is when you put egg in it. Yeah. See, I don't know about migas because I don't like egg. Uh. I I I always order. Uh, we always order breakfast burritos, and I, I always tell the, the guys like, "Hey, no egg." So it's not a breakfast. Like, burrito. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> sounds Just good. See, I, I'm able to to uh, appreciate. Uh, food that i'm not a fan of right like it's like oh that that looks good if i ate egg like that looks fire yeah like i'm able to do that <laughs> uh so so chilaquiles not migas yeah chilaquiles oh and migas too you said yeah i didn't know that was a thing dude that's awesome i learned something new today uh best song to play at at a party best song to play at a party yeah Ooh, that's a good one best um, song to play at a party I would say any Michael Jackson song. You have a favorite Michael Jackson song? Um, I have a favorite Mike, Michael Jackson song, but it's like Young Michael, like Jackson 5 Michael. Nice. Yeah. What, what, what is that? Uh, We've Got a Good Thing. Nice. Yeah. What's your favorite album of all time? My favorite album of all time. Um, Start to finish. You just vibe out. Justin Bieber. No, like, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a believer. Nice, nice. <laughs> I, was, I like his new album a lot. So, um, but I'm a huge Bruno Mars fan, so I would say um, any Bruno Mars album I can listen to. Yeah. From start to finish. Shout out to Bruno Mars. Yeah. He uh, he sent over a, his Selvaray rum and got us tipsy. Selvaray will creep up on you. Just FYI, if you haven't had it. Uh, but Bruno, hey, feel free to like send uh, send over some silver rate to all of us. Right, or feel free to just come down to come through. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, you know what? Bruno is is such a talented artist. Like this dude, he's so talented. You, you said Michael Jackson. I think he's he's our generation's Michael I, Jackson. I went to see him in Vegas a few months ago, and like I've always loved him, but watching him perform. I was like, oh my God, this guy is like, 
I mean, of course, no, nobody can be compared to Michael and Prince, but he's, he's at that level of performance of performing performance. He's like very talented. Yeah. I've had the chance to, to see a lot of different artists uh, perform Beyonce and Bruno Mars. I would say are the top two uh, performer alive, right? Performers. Um, they kill it. Beyonce. Beyonce. Have you seen Beyonce on a chair, dude? <laughs> Bro. It's like, I didn't know there's so many ways to sit on a chair. <laughs> That's funny. Best singer of all time. Best singer of all time. Like vocally or vocally vocally. Oh man. Um, that's tough. There's so many good singers vocally. You know what? I've always thought that George Michael vocally is like incredible. Wow. That's random. I know, but yeah. George Michael. <laughs> that was, that was left field. But <laughs> he was like, <laughs> but I'll take it. Best spot to eat at an Islos. Best spot to eat in East Los. Um, there's this little hole in the wall restaurant called Los Petates that's on Whittier Boulevard. Nice. Um, that is the best spot to eat at in East LA. Homemade, got the grandmas cooking in the kitchen and everything. It's oh man, amazing! I gotta try that. Los Petates. Los Petates. I gotta try. We gotta we gotta do that, guys. After this, we're going to Los Petates. <laughs> Last but not least, what's one of your nicknames that no one really knows about? <laughs> what's that, that go-to nickname? My whole family, um, nieces, brothers, cousins, mom, uh, everyone calls me Nini. That's my nickname. Nini? Since I was a kid, yeah. Nini. So, like, it, it's weird if my brothers or my mom call me Sinisa. I'm like, what? Like, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do wrong? <laughs> so, yeah, I've... I've They've never referred to me as Sinisa, really. Yeah. Nini. Mm -hmm. uh, does anyone call you in Spanish, like, Seniesa? Does anyone say, say that in your family? Has, has anyone ever called you that? No, but everyone, like, bashes my name all the time. So I've heard Sinisa, Sinisa, like, every, every name that's not Sinisa that you can think of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well... Nini, <laughs> I want to thank you for coming to Mondo and Friends. This is, thank you, so much. you know, your home. We appreciate you and we got a lot of love for you. And uh, we know that you're going to continue to to kick butt and, uh, you know, good luck on, on your next fight, which I know uh, you're going to bring that one home too uh, in December. In December, yes. Yeah. So thank you once again, Sinisa Estrada. Thank you. And thank you so much for watching and listening. Here's your camera if you want oh, to okay. wink. <laughs> you want to wink at somebody right there. Uh, thank you so much for watching Mondo and Friends, presented by Verizon.